Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. Today is April 19th, or is it the 20th? See how much I care about the date? <laughs> it's 2022. It is a Wednesday. It's a blustery Wednesday. I can hear the trees blowing around outside my window. And I don't think I'm going to go for a run because I don't want branches falling on my head. But that's okay because I had a really nice run yesterday out on the road and I picked up trash and I just really uh, enjoyed the nice weather. So today's topic is going to be looking for answers in all the wrong places. And I have been really uh, working at trying to figure out what my next uh, podcast was going to be about, and I've actually made a couple of recordings that just didn't feel right to me, and I think I figured it out. So this is the topic, and so what is the question? They say that a podcast should answer a question. So my question is, where are you looking for your answers? Where and what are the questions you're asking? Are you asking the right questions and looking in the right place for answers to those questions? And what type of questions am I talking about? I'm talking about big questions like, who can you trust? What is truth? And where? what is the source of truth? So I'm, just think about those questions for a minute. Where do you look when you have questions? Well, if you are a YouTube user or just an internet user who browses the news a lot and just reads a lot of things, then I'm sure you know that everybody is offering you answers to questions. They may not be the answers to those specific questions, but they have the answers, don't they? They are the experts and they are going to tell you what you should be doing and most likely what you should be purchasing from them so that you can get these answers. And the internet is full of books, full of videos, full of downloads, ebooks, you know, full of information. And the bookstores are also full of those. And the newspapers. And also, you can attend many speeches. You can go to churches of all kinds, even churches that don't believe in God. There's just people out there willing to take your money and take your time and take your attention because they want to tell you the answer. And you could even say that I'm doing that right now. But I'm not asking for your money. I'm just asking for a few minutes of your time because I think I have some answers for you that might be helpful. And I'm doing it as an ambassador for Christ, not because I'm trying to take anything from you, but because I want to share what I have. And what is that? I consider it to be the solution. And what is that solution? Well, I'm going to tell you. So before I tell you though, haha, I'm going to tell you where you're not going to find 
the truth because that's the so that's the topic, right? People that are looking in the wrong places for these answers to these questions. And I have some examples and one of them is a man that I studied a lot yesterday and I even recorded some quite a bit of podcast information about him. I watched a couple of hours, maybe three hours of videos about this man and I read an article that probably took me about an hour to read. So yes, I actually researched him quite a bit. His name is Yuval Noah Harari. And if you Google that, you'll get a lot of hits because this man has been talking a lot and offering not solutions so much, but his opinion on what's going to happen in the future. And which is really interesting when I tell you that this man is not even considered to be a scientist. Well, I wouldn't consider him to be a scientist uh, unless you can consider the study of history science. Maybe some people do. Um, But he's not a scientist in the pure form such as laboratory, biology, uh, those kind of things. Um, Physical sciences. He's more someone who analyzes other people's information, specifically the history. He analyzes history and he also is analyzing current events and coming out with his um, predictions for the future. So he is most well known for his prediction that if we don't do something to stop it, that technology is going to end up taking over the world as in the form of artificial intelligence and that our brains are going to be hacked in a certain particular way. And when I watched his videos a little more closely to see what exactly does he mean, because he's famous for saying that, you know, technology is hacking our brains. So what does he mean by that? What he means is that the collection of data through the internet and through various technological devices and sensors, this data is going to be so um, helpful to computers that these computers are going to be able to know us better than we know ourselves. And because they know us so well, that computers are going to be able to control us by manipulating us with algorithms. And if you have seen um, the, the movie, uh, what was it called? It was about Facebook and how Facebook, it's called The Social or something like that, how Facebook uses algorithms to get you to click and to get you to stay on Facebook longer and to get so that you will see more ads and they will keep showing you things that they think you like um, instead of giving you, you know, more of a variety of, of things to look at, they will show you things based on what you saw before. In other words, they're getting to know you. They're, they're using algorithms. Well, Harari is saying that these algorithms are so powerful that they are really already controlling us um, 
to a degree, but that it's going to get much worse. So he says in some of his videos that this is just a prediction, not a prophecy, and that, you know, if we are smart, we'll do things to prevent that from happening. In other words, we will um, make it illegal to manipulate people with algorithms. And I, you know, I agree with that. I think we, we do need to be careful. And I, that's one thing that I personally hate is the idea of being manipulated. And I certainly don't want to be manipulated by computers. And I think people really need to be aware of just how many ways your iPhone can monitor you, follow you, especially Google. And that you need to look into the ways that your iPhone tracks you and turn off all the settings, go into Google, turn off um, the, the map settings so that they can't see all the places that you go and record them and use that information to uh, market things to you. I mean, they really are doing these things and you can turn that stuff off and you should. Because as, as long as the majority of people have those settings enabled and let Google and Facebook follow you around, um, then they're collecting that data and they're getting to know you better. And yes, they are going to market things to you. And that's why things, uh, things seem to pop up and you're like, how did... How did they know that I was just talking about that? It's because of the places you go. They're tracking your movements. <laughs> they're tracking every website you visit. They're tracking, they're e unless you turn off certain uh, settings in your phone, they're even listening to what you say. So yes, he's right. He is right. But some people take that hacking word and they think of it more specifically like putting devices in our brains or whatever. And that that is a possibility for the future. But we're already being hacked, so to speak, by these algorithms. So anyway, Harari is known for making a lot of predictions about technology and the future. He was on the World Economic Forum and all that. But what I found out about him is that, number one, he's an atheist, and number two, he is a he follows Buddhist practices even though he is an atheist, which tells you that Buddhism is, is an atheist religion. It's not a spiritual belief. And also, um, this man is living with another man that he calls his husband. So his political and religious and social beliefs do matter. If Are you going to go to this man for answers? Because a person's worldview greatly influences their, their amount of wisdom that they're going to have. So you have to be careful who you seek answers from. If the person you're speaking, seeking answers from is, is deceived by the world, then you, you shouldn't be seeking answers from them. Because wisdom comes through the spirit. 
And this man, Harari, he may be wise in the ways of the world, but he is not wise in the ways of the spirit, which is God. So if you really want to rise above everything that's happening in your life, you need to be spiritually wise. So how can you become spiritually wise? Well, first, you must believe. You must believe that God is real. You must believe that God exists. And that's what he says. He says, don't pray to me if you don't even believe me, believe I exist. Why would you, why would you think that I would answer your prayers or even listen to you if you are praying with a lack of faith in me? Because that is like disrespectful to God. You are not acknowledging his authority over your life if you pray, but you don't believe in God. God wants you to come to him with a humble spirit. He wants you to say, I need your help. Because why? Not because he's on a power trip, but because he literally can't even connect to you on a basis where you are trying to put yourself at his level or above him. It's just impossible for his nature to relate to people that think they're equal to him. He's not going to do it. He's holy. And he is too high to relate on that level. But if you come to him in a humble way, a humble spiritual way, if you say, God, I believe in you and I need your help and I trust you, then he can relate to you but he's not going to help you in any other way. So that is the first step, is to humbly admit to God that you need his help. And after that, you will begin a process in which God will enlighten you at the right time through various means. And sometimes he might literally... Put the wisdom right into your brain. Other times he might guide you to a certain church where you will listen to sermons from a certain preacher. And you will get wisdom through those sermons as long as your heart is open to God's wisdom. You'll receive it in the form of a sermon. Or you might read it in a book. And you will definitely get it through the book, the book of the word of God. And that is, you know, of course, is essential, is that you read the Bible. But as someone who has been literally reading the Bible since I was five years old, I have to give you a little um, caveat there. You cannot just read the Bible with your fleshly mind because the word of God is spiritually discerned. That means it's not, you're not going to get the full meaning of the scriptures just reading it like a textbook. It, 
Like you can read, you can read a recipe in a, in a book and you can carry out those steps and you can come up with the cake, right? But if you, if you really want to understand, um, you know, how the cake actually was created from those ingredients, you would probably need to read more of a, a chemistry book or something. Well, and then you would get like a deeper understanding. Well, you can't read the Bible like a chemistry book, but you do need to read it. You, you need to change your mind and switch over into a spiritual state through prayer. And that means when you read the Bible, read it prayerfully with the connection to the Spirit and asking the Spirit, to reveal the truth to you. And, and really, you can't read it quickly. I mean, you can read it real quick and then go back and read it slow. But to really, um, you have to let God open your mind to the understanding. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have read certain scriptures and then one day, God will just say, look, this is what it actually means you have been reading it to um, surface, you know, to like, too superficially. And all of a sudden, the spiritual meaning of the words on the page will just like connect. And I'll be like, wow, that's what that actually means. But if you're not, you know, seeking that type of understanding from the Bible, it'll never happen. So you have to be careful that you're reading it with the expectation that God is going to reveal himself to you through his word. And how does he do that? He does it through the Holy Spirit. So how, who else, who else could you be, uh, going to for the wrong answers and getting the wrong answers. Well, right now there are some very popular YouTube channels, a whole bunch of them. And I'm sure you, if you're a YouTuber, you probably have your favorites and you listen to the same people over and over that you subscribe to. And one of the ones, or a few of the ones I've subscribed to are J.P. Sears and Russell Brand. Well, do I go to Russell Brand and J.P. Sears for spiritual questions? No. Because even though both of them consider themselves to be spiritually minded, I mean, they people think of them as like, you know, spiritual people and they talk about these things a lot and they even talk about God. I have never heard either one of them mention Jesus. And if you if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in in the resurrection and what Jesus did on the cross was for your sins, then you're not you're not all the way there. So I pray that Russell Brand and J.P. Sears and others like them will fully become 
God's children by accepting Jesus. But at this point, I don't know if they know Jesus because they never mention him. And that's not a good sign. And that is the danger, is looking for answers in spiritual guides or spiritual books or spiritual practices. I mean, like uh, Yuval Harari. He meditates two hours a day and sometimes he goes off to a place where he sits in a tiny room for hours in silence, for weeks in silence, meditating. And yet this man doesn't know, doesn't believe in God. So he's looking for answers in the wrong places. That's why I feel like he specifically is a very dangerous person. Why? Because he's been given a lot of airtime, a lot of uh, platform time. Even, um, I could even tell, well, and I watched one video with Russell Brand and Harari. And I could see the difference between the two. Um, they both had some like smart, like earthly knowledge. You know, Harari was saying things that, that made sense, okay, on in this world. He was making sense. Like he was telling the audience that they should, you know, do certain things to plan for the future. And, you know... That makes sense in this world. But we don't just live in an earthly world. The spiritual world is way more important than what anything that's going to happen in this world. Like the Bible says, don't be afraid of those who can kill your body. Be afraid of him who can kill your body and your soul in hell. Okay? So if you don't believe in the spiritual world then nothing I'm saying is even going to matter to you. You can just go ahead and keep looking for answers in science and in, from whatever, you know, success books you're reading or whatever. But you're still going to stand before God in the judgment. So I, I really urge you to not think of this world as only a physical world. That is a trick of the devil. And that's one thing that um, I heard another guy talking about was how materialism has two meanings. One is the materialism that most of us think about of consumerism, where we just, all we really think about is buying stuff, buying the, the latest clothes, the latest car, the latest phone, whatever going on trips, you know, physical pleasure. That's materialism in one sense. But another sense of materialism is that the only things that exist are material things. In other words, physical objects, things that you can see. It is the opposite of the belief in the spiritual world that includes Yes, there's a physical world, but there's another world outside this. And the Bible even teaches us in Colossians that Jesus created everything physical and, I mean, visible and invisible. The Bible teaches us that there is an invisible world. 
And obviously anyone who believes in God believes in an invisible God that you have not seen. So you have to believe in a spiritual world. But the religious powers throughout history um, have done a really terrible job. In other words, they've done a good job of convincing a lot of people to only focus on materialistic religion and to be sort of afraid of the spiritual aspect of Christianity that is all over the Bible. So to me, I don't see how anyone can be a Christian and not be aware of the spirit world. But the only way that happens is that people don't read their Bibles or they only read certain verses that their preachers tell them to read. They don't read the whole thing. And so they miss out on, maybe you've never read that verse where Jesus says that he created all things visible and invisible. Or maybe you just like read it so quickly that it didn't sink in. Oh, God created invisible things? And maybe you've never thought about the fact that there are angels, real angels that are spirits, and there are demons that are real and that there is an afterlife in another place that we can't see. It's not on the moon. It's, a, it's an invisible dimension of reality that is real. It's real. We just can't see it because we are bound to this earth and this reality until we die. So, you know, certain religions that have... Um, made an overemphasis on the the Bible to the exclusion the exclusion of the the spirit to me are actually depriving Christians of access to the most powerful part of being a child of God and that is the Holy Spirit so when you go looking for answers be careful that you don't um, seek answers from someone who tries to keep you from being um, controlled by the Holy Spirit or seeking the wisdom of the Holy Spirit or um, the understanding that the Holy Spirit is a big part of your Christian walk. If if your spiritual leader downplays the spirit or kind of makes you feel like, oh, I shouldn't even try to think about that, then I urge you to reconsider. And I say that because I used to be like that. I used to think that that part of Christianity wasn't important. And then God brought me to a new place. So Always be seeking God's uh, will and asking him to lead you in your spiritual journey. And that spiritual journey is your journey in life because we are spiritual beings. (laughs) Yes, we have physical bodies and we have physical needs, but we're not to be controlled by that or controlled by the spirit. And that is the biggest part of being saved and born again is that we are no longer controlled by our physical flesh 
we are now free to be reconnected with God. So if you are seeking answers you to important questions like, how do I live my life in these crazy times? How do I understand what's going on around me? You have to understand that there is a spiritual battle going on. There is a whole nother world out there that we can't see. And it's going on around you right there where you're sitting listening to this. There's a spiritual battle going on trying to make you not believe, trying to make you not trust God, trying to make you think that the things I'm saying are lies or she's just crazy. No, I'm not saying anything that is not straight out of the Bible. So, but the people who are more dangerous than me are the people who claim to be spiritual or claim to be to have, you know, answers to your problems and they leave God out. Or they talk about God in vague terms. They never mention Jesus. Be careful with those people. They are still on their own spiritual journey. So don't hold them up as your expert on the subject. If they may be, you know, getting close to knowing Jesus, but it, until they actually submit and, and ask Jesus to be their Savior and Lord, then they're not, they're not actually, you know, an expert on the subject. So you have to be careful. And that's why people like, um, who have been passing along the story of the law of attraction, okay? Something really dawned on me today about the law of attraction, Well, the reason it's so popular, and even some Christians believe it, is because the law of attraction is actually true. Yes, it's actually true. You can actually attract good and bad into your life by your words and your thoughts. But that is only because spirituality is true. So the law of attraction, what it does is it, it reveals the fact that the spirit world is a a real thing. But why is the law of attraction so dangerous is because people who don't have a freed spirit, a spirit of God, are going to misuse the law of attraction or they're going to be hurt by it because they're going to make that an idol in their life. They're going to make... They're, what they're trying to do is use magic instead of submitting to God's power and God's will for their life. They're trying to create their own life using this spiritual power. So you can see that that is a big difference. We, we, don't, we as Christians want God's will because His will is always best. And we don't need to even worry about our own lives anymore. Jesus said, why do you worry about you know, your clothes and your food and stuff like that? God knows that you need these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So he's saying, 
Just keep on trusting God. Keep seeking God's will and God will provide for your physical needs. But people use things like the law of attraction and other success techniques to appropriate demonic energy to become rich and to become um, successful in this world when they don't realize that they are heaping up like judgment on themselves. It's serious. It's very dangerous. But the people who people who are Christians and who know the and who like they're like, yeah, but the law of attraction is real. Well, the problem is, yes, it is real, but you have to under, you have to put it in the right perspective and realize that what you are attracting is spiritual power and as a Christian, you're probably safe because as long as you stay in God's will, then that type of way of thinking about, you know, thinking positive and gratitude and um, love and all that, that's perfectly good. Those are good things. That's what the Bible tells us is to think on these things. That's what Paul said. Think about things that are good and pure and lovely. And, and that works great. As long as God is your is your foundation, you have a Christian worldview, and as long as you're staying in it, because even Christians can step outside of God's will whenever they want to. We still can do that, so we have to be careful. So anyway, I hope that clears up anything about the law of attraction. So anyway, this is uh, getting to be long enough, I think. So, so what was my answer to the question of where do you get your answers? You get your answers from God. And how do you get your answers from God? First, you submit your life to him. Second, you study the Bible through the spirit carefully, slowly, and repeatedly. And third, you pray. And fourth, you spend time with other Christians so you can be accountable to them and you can help each other when you make mistakes and when you misunderstand things. And when you when the, the devil attacks you, people can pray for you. Pretty much everything that the churches have been teaching, good Christian churches, it's all correct. It's just that there's so many bad churches out there. And that's, you know, that's of the devil. So... Find yourself a good church that teaches the authority of God and put yourself under the authority of a, a Christian that knows the Bible and that is faithful to God and let them kind of hold you accountable so you can grow together and you can be strengthened because you are in a spiritual battle. You, your life is under attack, whether you know it or not, your children, your marriage, your health, the devil wants to destroy you and you need wisdom. You need wisdom. So just be careful where you go looking for those answers and use discernment. Don't take it at face value. Even if somebody sounds spiritual, if somebody sounds good, be sure you 
ask yourself, does this person believe in Jesus or do they just say they believe in some God of which they're not really clear? Okay, so anyway, I hope this has been helpful and that if you like it, please leave me a review and tell me which episode you liked and share it with your friends because this is really an important message in a world where there's so much information and so many people on stage. And, you know, if you've heard of Harari and you, you know, his words worried you, I hope that you will be comforted in in knowing that this man does not have all the answers. (laughs) God is still in control of this world. So God bless you and take care.